0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another very special Lenten edition of Ignite Radio Live over the
1: five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio.
0: Music is a little foreboding. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. But it is from uh, one of our favorite Lenten pastimes, movies, traditions, I guess you'd say, Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. There have been many other uh, dramatic reproductions of the life of Christ, but Jesus of Nazareth remains one of our family's favorites. And uh, if you read about the production of the movie, which I'm not going to give you details now, it was a very spiritual process and things that took place behind the scenes. Not the least of which, the main actor who played Jesus of Nazareth was a heroin addict and through the duration of the production, completely was healed of his addiction to heroin. And uh, kind of maybe a neat message given this Crisis that we're in right now throughout our country of addiction to opiates and heroin. Uh, people made in the likeness and image of God in Jesus Christ, and uh, do we not need to see transformation of heart, mind, body, and soul worth our praying? So anyways, um, we're excited to have you with us tonight in a short moment. We're going to hear from Brad Piron, going to give us a short little update, uh, youth, faith and youth, uh, and on what's going on at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, getting ready for that this coming summer. Uh, summer is really not that far right away. Right around the corner. No, that doesn't feel like it outside. Over 90 Toledo ends is grown dramatically the last few years. Blessed to have my children as leaders and involved with this. And uh, more than just a nice little week of discipleship camp. But for us, it really is an occasion to uh, see families come alive beyond just a week, beyond a weekend, but to really live it out. And, uh, and you're going to hear a homily tonight from one of our new favorite priests, one of our new favorite priests, Father Steve Matson. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Father Steve and what we can expect shortly in hearing this homily, Steph?
1: What do you want to know, Greg? <clears throat> You'll have to pardon our voices. We are in recovery mode a bit from our sickness <laughs> Pardon me. So, um, right before we got sick, we were up in Lansing, Michigan. Very blessed to be at Church of the Resurrection Parish, mm-hmm. um, which is where Father Steve Matson is pastor at, and just a really wonderfully holy, dynamic. Passionate um, priest in love with the Lord and his church, and really striving to um, bring all that he can in his fatherly way. Definitely sees the souls that have been placed before him. You know, it's his responsibility. So, um, not just a lofty kind of thing, but very practical and, you know, in the trenches with the people. Some, you'll, you'll, I don't want to give the homily away, but something that he um, has been very much touched by is a book called Be Healed by Robert Schutz. Is that how you say the name?
0: Bob Schutz.
1: And um, he was blessed to be on a retreat using his materials and whatnot and just what it did to him. And uh, evidently, the Lord used it to profoundly touch and change him. So you'll hear about that tonight. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And uh, so it's one of the fastest growing parishes, parishes, if not the in Lansing, Michigan. And to us, it was a blessing. Why? Because here's a team that invested in amazing parish conferences. They've read the Sherry Waddell materials. They get rebuilt, Divine Renovation, for those of you who aren't familiar with these titles. They all correspond to a new movement in the last two, three, four years of really asking the right questions of pastors and parishes. What's your mission? And how are you setting about fulfilling it? Are you really seeing a year down the road a multiplication of disciples and a deepening of disciples and they were they've been uh, leaders father steve has been is increasingly being called to speak and to lead really throughout the country but his focus of course is on his parish so he came to us and uh, asked us to help their parish because we are all about at miss Am- Mass we're all about an answer to the question and then what We're all about more than another program, but a way of life in Jesus Christ. And is that not a challenge? We like our programs. And they're great. They're transformative. They make a difference in our lives. But our greatest challenge, one of the greatest challenges for us as Catholics, is it not for us to kind of ask the question, are we living it out in our marriages, in our families, in our homes? So before we get to our caller uh, and our faith in youth segment here tonight, um, I want to encourage you again to just recognize the challenge. We get it. It's a challenge to live it out with your spouse and in your home. It's a greater challenge than it is meeting with that group on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings or Wednesday nights at church. But that's where God wants us prior primarily as a priority to be building the kingdom, to be uh, fostering an encounter, an ever-deepening encounter of Christ. And uh, MassImpact.us it's what we're all about. Rip up, throw away the name Mass Impact, Image Trinity, fine. It's all about engaging uh, making accessible this great gift of God alive in our relationships based upon Sunday reading. So make the commitment. Go to massimpact.us. Commit yourself to 45 minutes a week. Discover the great gift of God alive in your relationships by committing to talking and praying. And, you know, you've heard us say this again and again, but it's worth issuing the challenge. Look at your calendar that reveals your priorities. You know, if your kids had a soccer game, a soccer practice, an additional 30, 40 minutes, you would do it. It would make it to the calendar. You would get them there. When's the last time you set aside just 45 minutes apart from Mass as a family to talk and pray and receive God's grace? We are delighted as leaders with this movement, with other families, saying yes to this, overcoming our awkwardness, overcoming our reservations, our doubts, our fears, and they exist in homes. We get that. Overcoming that and experiencing God's grace transform us in our marriages and families.
1: So we are not quite a week into Lent, and I just really want to encourage our listeners to make that commitment. If you're not doing it with your family, start doing it. MassImpact.us is a great way to enter into Lent through talking and praying, reflecting on the scriptures, getting to know each other relationally as a family, um, and certainly growing in a relationship with our Lord. Gather a small group if you're a young adult or an empty nester or whatever your state in life is right now, pull some people together to commit to doing this weekly, and I promise you, you will have a very spiritual... Spiritually fruitful lens.
0: And now it's a free app. So, you know, download it to your smartphone. If you have an Apple device or an Android, go to massimpact.us forward slash app for app. Massimpact.us forward slash app. Free, very, very easy to access the um, podcasts from Ignite Radio Live. There's a brand new phenomenal talk by Mike McCartney from a leadership series that you can access there. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the video. Uh, Um, of the weekly live it videos which are pretty awesome this week's is all about the um, transfiguration and uh, we may get to that reading later on very powerful this coming sunday um, you'll have the readings right there the live it guide so a lot of great stuff there at in the app the live it app massimpact.us forward slash app and with no further ado we warmly welcome you brad tonight to the ignite real live airwaves how are you doing brother
2: Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, Greg and Stephanie? Awesome. Thank
0: you. Welcome, Brad. Thank you so much so listeners you're familiar a little bit with Brad he's been on the on the air with us before the program and uh, the back story is what that we're partnering with Catholic youth summer camps down there in Damascus about forming contagious on fire Catholic disciples of Jesus Christ for more than just a week but opening up the door to a life of grace and faith and uh, wish leaders this will be our third year involved with them but the second year where they have are at this brand new camp down there at CYSC so Brad tell us how are things uh, in ready mode uh, looking to this coming summer. Tell me, what are some of the highlights?
2: Yeah, so Damascus is under uh, construction yet again because we have more and more people wanting to come and experience what the Lord has there. So we're actually adding three additional cabins, two lakeside, and an additional cabin in what we already have is a seven-cabin village. So that'll make 10 awesome. cabins in total, and that's exciting. So that'll be able to house uh, up to Uh, 212-ish campers per week for eight weeks this summer. So that's a little bit about what's going on right now. So long as we can avoid the rain and avoid the snow, we're looking to have all of those cabins built and ready come June 1st. So that's a little bit of the exciting news as of right now at Damascus.
0: That's really awesome. Now, Brad, explain to our listeners, there's a rotating theme. I want to say you probably have like six different annual themes. So anybody who goes to a camp is going to experience something new and dynamic and engaging every year, obviously the same fun uh, adventure, high adventure, sports stuff, things going on, jet skiing, high ropes, etc. fun, woven into their faith, so uh, that's really awesome. But there's a new theme every year. What's the theme this coming summer, and what are you hoping to accomplish?
2: Yeah, that's right. So the theme this coming summer is the Paschal Mystery from Death into Life. And what we're really focusing on this summer is how, through the death of Jesus Christ, Uh, we are risen again to new life with Him in the resurrection and how we can then go forth in that newness of life, knowing that we can live a life to the full, right? In John ten ten, it says, I have come that they may have life and that life to the full or that life more abundantly. And we want to make sure that because Jesus is risen, that we live as an Easter people, as Pope Francis would say, or as a resurrected people, and go forth in that joy to continue to bring more people into the resurrection. So that's this summer. Last summer was Source and Summit, all about the Eucharist, really beautiful, and we're building off that with the Paschal Mystery this year.
0: Really awesome. Now, Brad, I know you've been caught, uh, and, and you've shared with us a little bit of your journey in a former episode that our listeners could access, um, at our podcast or whatever, but, uh, as a young man, you're in your twenties. And so, you know, you're, you're blessed to be in proximity to these high school kids. Certainly the team or collegians, but high school kids will be campers and grade school kids. And I think a question may be lingering two questions over parents or grandparents heads are, you know, number one, you know, are, are, are kids, Kids who are, you know, kind of wrapped up in the stuff of this world, are they really going to jive with this? I mean, how do you capture them? How do you connect with them is question number one. And question number two, what have you experienced of campers who come there in terms of the staying power and uh, kind of what's essential for them when this door is open to really kind of live this out?
2: Yeah, so those are great questions. The first question that you asked regarding the kids who are very much about all that this world has to offer in regards to entertainment and uh, adventure and all of that, we really do well at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, at least to our estimate, in bringing kids into a high adventure atmosphere. And, And why do we do that? Well, the world is so often throwing all of these things in front of them, so what we do in turn is we give them different obstacles in front of them that are high adventure so you mentioned the the rock wall and the high ropes course and all that good stuff paintball jet skiing and uh i could go on and on but what we do is is we put them in an environment where they're enjoying that and they're able to enter into something that's familiar to them something that's exciting something that's adventurous and then we bridge that into our night festivities which are always oriented around our lord jesus christ and um and I think the, the beauty in that is we are able to say the adventure that you're living during the day of all those things that are in front of you is, the, is small and actually even pales in comparison to the great adventure and excitement that you can live in Jesus Christ. That he doesn't uh, – when Jesus – looks at it, high adventure activities and high adventure things of this world he doesn't press the delete button he mm-hmm. presses the complete button he <laughs> completes that he doesn't like he doesn't take away anything he only adds to so i would i would always say that someone who is in this world playing basketball football or baseball loves competition or or loves adventure or even loves art we have a great sacred art program really bringing back the beauty of art within the catholic church so that that's the way that we assimilate with all different types of people. And then to your second question, um, I, I think a, a, a great way by which, um, yeah, a great way by which we kind of um, begin to take that to the to the next level is um, is by representing Christ within the activities themselves as well. So not only giving them the things of this world so that they can stop. Uh, stop focusing on everything that the outside world feeds them and rather focus on the adventure that's in front of them. But we really bring joy, camaraderie, and teamwork into the activities to make sure that they begin to see how they can transition that into the world. So I, I, it's, a, it's a, unique, uh, a unique thing that we do, and, and we're excited. Uh, we're going to have seventeen hundred and twenty-six wow. campers this summer. Praise so God! We'll be able to experience that, yeah. So we were uh, we were booked up as of January. So we uh, we opened October first, and by January we had over seventeen hundred kids coming. So uh, we're trying to build cabins as quickly as we can to host as many as we can in the coming years.
0: That's awesome, Brad, Let me put you on the spot and ask you the question. I know out of the blue, uh, we'll just see how you do with it. Feel free to sure. punt. But um, yeah. you know, so you encounter hundreds of kids, thousands of kids, and you, sure. I know, uh, maybe have more of a bird's eye view, but you also get in there maybe some one-on-ones, and you can experience. Let's face it, what really comes down to it is not a stat, but a real human being destined to know Jesus Christ, and uh, and to the joy of of the Paschal mysteries you spoke of, to go from life through death mm-hmm. to a, a deepening resurrection. Of course, a life journey, but uh, right. the, the week sets up this experience of a deeper encounter with Christ that that moves us through those moments. Of life, death, resurrection. Do you have a story for us that stands out of maybe somebody who arrived at point A and whatever struggles or challenges sure. they had, and as a result yeah. of their experience on the other side where they ended up?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, I have a great story. So there's actually a student here in Columbus. He goes to Immaculate Conception Middle School, and, um, and it's incredible. He came last summer, and when he when he came, he's a, he's a big basketball player and athlete. And uh, and as he's participating uh, in all of these sports, he, he's you know getting better at each of them getting a lot of recognition for that and then he steps into camp and his parents kind of forced his hand signed him up and he showed up and um the first thing he was one of the first uh, guys that I actually got to talk to and he looks over at me and he He says, I don't know if, if, like, there's no basketball or football or baseball that we're doing here. Like, I'm not sure if this is going to be totally for me. And then what was really neat is the way that the Lord works in that interpersonal dialogue because uh, in high school, the three sports that I played were football, basketball, and baseball. And so I began to talk to him about his successes in that, all of the the ways that the Lord works in gifting us in certain areas. And then I talked about how not only – at camp was he going to learn things that were going to benefit him in those particular sports, but there were going to be actually opportunities for him to step out of what he already knows and into something totally new. And I think that's really the the beauty of this like interpersonal relationship is uh, the idea that each camper that comes again, like you said, is not a statistic is not a, is not just a number that we like to to put out on uh, social media and things, but they really are a unique soul that we are dedicated to bring to a knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Savior of their soul. So it, it's just always great to see someone like that have such a an ability to assimilate immediately. And then throughout the week, he uh, <laughs> he had a lot of awesome experiences, actually came up on stage on Friday in front of his parents and even his siblings to give a testimony in front of them as to how that week he was able to say yes in a complete way to Jesus for the first time, and not only that, but now he's going back and beginning to evangelize on his sports teams at Immaculate Conception and bringing them from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that's well, that—that's that, the one that comes to mind to me.
0: Love this story. Love the story. Yeah. I want to set you up here for uh, uh, I'm so grateful for you taking this time and uh, sharing with us. And on a monthly basis, folks, we're, we're wanting to stay plugged in and hear some of these great stories that encourage us. Now, most of us listening are grandparents or parents. And um, Brad, I want you to speak as we kind of conclude this little segment here tonight. I want you to speak to grandparents and parents on the question of do we sometimes sell kids short in terms of their hunger and their desire to truly have meaningful I might even say edgy conversations about Jesus Christ? Do we sell kids short and encourage us maybe and maybe guide us to how to maybe open up that door and uh, in our homes to maybe uh, enter more deeply
2: yeah actually in my experience and even in my life and in in seeing parents interact with kids and even grandparents interact with kids, I think a lot of times we have a tendency to actually underestimate the hunger that they have as opposed to overestimate. I think a lot of times we can think to ourselves, man, maybe I pushed that too much there, or maybe I was a little over the top there. But a lot of times what I see is actually sometimes we can go a step further and we, we don't even recognize it because sometimes we're actually so introspective uh, instead of instead of being outward facing. Because I think a great way to be with, especially within the family, is incredibly joyous and to witness Jesus at all times. So what I mean, by that is to be a witness to the Lord. And one way that I think I've been able to see campers who go home kind of change the dynamics of their families is when they come home, they begin pushing for for prayer within the family. So they, they want to pray with their families each day, or they would like to go to not only Mass on the weekend, but to one daily Mass a week. So what I think a lot of times um, parents have the opportunity to do, whether their child comes to camp or not, is to really begin to push in and to, to actually, if, if the kid asks a question oriented towards a deeper relationship with Jesus, not only to encourage that within them, but to step into it themselves as parents, and one great way that that I've I've heard a couple parents share with me is they their kid was uh, kind of what they thought a little bit complacent in their faith, and then what they would do is after mass each week they began saying, actually, what we'll do on the ride home from mass is talk about the homily, and we'll talk about how that relates to our particular life and even within our family. And they began doing this each car ride home, and what the parents began to recognize is actually the student began teaching them more about the faith than they felt like they could give to the student, all because they opened this door, because the innocence of our youth allows them to be so open to the Word of God, right? And because when Jesus speaks, he says, come to me as the children do. Awesome, And they come with this innocence and this docility and openness. So that's that's one tangible way, right? You can talk about the homily on the ride home, but always to push in a little bit more because the one thing I constantly see is we will sometimes take uh, a kid who is just kind of like going through the motions and we'll think, well, that's just... Where they want to be, but a lot of times I actually see a longing for more mm-hmm. written underneath that. Mm-hmm. It's just with the world that they're living in, all they see is a complacency or, or a stagnant nature within their friends, but they actually have a deeper longing. And if you can tap into that within the family, then I think they'll begin to tap into that within their schools and you know, awesome. their parishes.
0: That's awesome. Hey, Brad, just a final thing here before we say goodbye for this uh, episode, anyways. If you wouldn't mind just taking a moment, leading us in prayer in a particular way for the parents and grandparents right now who might be struggling in particular with a child, uh, maybe who's estranged from the faith or struggling in any way. And maybe they don't know how to address them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and lead us in prayer.
2: Yeah, I'd be glad. And so we'll start as we do all things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we we just thank you for this night. Uh, we thank you for the ways that you've spoken this night, whether that be through the words on this radio station or whether that be through the words within the silence of our heart. And I pray especially this night, Father, for all of those listening uh, who find themselves as parents or grandparents wondering how they can make you known in a more profound way to their son, to their daughter, to their grandson, to their granddaughter. And, Lord, I I would just pray for a a grace in their life, Mm -hmm. a grace in their life to come to know you more so that they can know that it is never the responsibility solely of them to share you with their son with their daughter, with their grandson, with their granddaughter, but rather, Lord, that it is you speaking through them, that when we come to know you, Lord, you fill us to the point of overflowing, that we cannot help but to share you with those around us. And Lord, I pray that you bestow a supernatural Mm -hmm. boldness within the lives of the parents and grandparents, a boldness to, to stand up. Uh, for you, Lord, to stand up in a loving way and to proclaim their love and their belief in who you are and what you plan to do in their lives, in their family's lives, and in the lives of the small church that is the extended family, Lord. I just pray this night that you would continue to reveal your son to us in new and profound ways, and that you would do that first and foremost through the joy and love that we exude. To those closest to us, particularly in our families, and I ask all this in your name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 In the, name of the Father and the Son, Amen. the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Greg and Stephanie. Thank you. God Brad. bless you, Brad.
0: Thank Keep you I, preaching it. Absolutely. God bless you guys. So blessed to have Brad with us here, and uh, uh, we're going to continue to have this this monthly on a monthly basis, um, just to speak to us as parents and grandparents, and to tell inspiring stories, and you know, hopefully, increasingly as, as you're tuned into Ignite Radio live, as you go to a massimpact.us, you know, you'll have confidence and hope that God will meet our steps outside the boat, the small little step outside the boat that pray for, you know, how God might lead you tonight and taking a small step and opening up a little door of grace in that relationship, that important relationship in your life. Um, So we're going to shift right now. And again, for those who are just joining us, you tune into Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. And uh, we're going to queue up right now, a 20 minute homily. My wife is going to Interject in the second. I haven't.
1: Year. I haven't interrupted you yet. This show, so I'm feeling
0: you must it's Lent like
1: I need to yes Now I just want to comment one more thing um, about CYSC Catholic Youth Summer Camp Brad spoke of the amazing um, physical buildings going on and praying for the good weather that that may happen the additional cabins to house um, more campers I just need to say also knowing them and what this awesome ministry is about that they are certainly preparing even now spiritually for those who will walk through the doors of Damascus you know they have have i'm not sure how many full-time staff now four or five six but they just um prayerfully discerned this summer's um staff and counselors and just in those ways getting ready um it's just a real blessing and to, to think about that and what they the prayer that goes into it and the sacrifices right now that will be leading up to these young people coming to a deeper encounter with Christ, and for many, for the first time, to encounter him. So I ask you, our listeners, our wonderful listeners, to hold CYSC in your prayers and all that they do for the building up of the kingdom and um, spreading that relational love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Can amen. I get an amen? Amen. All right, go ahead. I won't so, interrupt you know, Great. to the next segment <laughs> so part two here we
0: are very meaningful to stephanie and myself a homily by father steve Matson that follows being on a retreat Corresponding to the book Be Healed by Bob Schutz, who is a very gifted Catholic husband and father, and wrote this book. It came out actually 2014, but if you've read Neil Lozano Unbound, it really makes very accessible the power of God alive in our Catholic faith um, through healing that he wants to accomplish. And um, certainly physical healing, but in particular, that deep spiritual healing that all of us need. And what's most striking to me and for our listeners to set this up, is that when we knew Father Steve, when we first met him, we encountered a man who's a very dynamic leader, head of a diocesan uh, education department, sent to a parish, completely transformed it, and saw it become one of the fastest growing parishes in the diocese. Um, You'd call him charismatic in the sense that he's open to the fullness of the Spirit. He's seen tremendous things happen through his life. Point is, you look at this guy and you think, you know, that's like Father Ricardo. I kind of call him the Father Ricardo, and they're good friends, but Father Ricardo of Lansing, and he's good friends. With Father Matthias, etc. So here's a guy you would say, this guy is really operating on all eight cylinders. He's rocking it out. So to hear this homily that happened after our meeting him and to hear Father Mattson speak of the uh, even deepening encounter with Christ that this book made possible, as you hear this, I want you to, um, you know, certainly receive the blessing of the testimony of Father Steve, but also have this book on your radar. Be healed. Join us in reading it. I bought 11 copies. My team, our board, we have people reading this and uh, in fact, I was on the phone this morning with the author, and we are talking about ways of partnership to form us all the more to be that kind of church. Not a church we created, but God gives us to reveal his power, to be his presence in this world. So with no further ado, here we go. Father Steve Matson.
3: I have to apologize to you. It's my understanding that a certain Father Matthias impersonated me last week. <laughs> His unprepared homilies are filled with the Spirit. I'm blessed to call him a brother in the priesthood. He's a part of my small group. and uh, I'm so encouraged by him and his witness, his belief in the supernatural healing. I believe in it too, but there's a way that the Lord has graced him for healing in a powerful way. And he's right now in Columbus, or maybe on his way back from Columbus, uh, speaking to a group of, I think, about 3,000 women, just calling down the power of the Holy Spirit for healing. And it works. As many of you know, I was on retreats and then took a few days of vacation. I told the students on Wednesday, I got back Tuesday late afternoon, and uh, I told them about how wonderful it was to be back and to have been gone. It was 75, 80 degrees, sunny just like this. And it just happened that they had a special that they were running at the airport on convertibles. <laughs> So it seemed a bad stewardship not to say yes to the extra $9 a day to have a red Camaro convertible. They're built here in Lansing. So I thought, all right, I'm taking a bit of Lansing with me. It's a good bit of Lansing. And what I told them is it was awesome. But my retreat was better. Everything that I read, everything that I hear, everything that I see has been changed by God's touch of my heart on my retreat. opening prayer the collect said grant we pray almighty God that always pondering spiritual things we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you and then in our second reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians his first letter to the Corinthians he says brothers and sisters do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you it is through his Holy Spirit dwelling in us that we can do what pleases God and to know his pleasure in us, not because of what we do, but because of who we are. It was a couple of months ago when I preached a very sobering, and I preached it with great excitement about what God might do. I just recently celebrated the funeral of a 45 year a 41-year-old man, Adam Case, providential that his mother uh, Candy Case was here yesterday sitting right over there and she also heard the homily that I preached and how upset I was that I hadn't read the book by Dr. Bob Schutz, Be Healed before he died of an overdose. He was not suicidal but he was desperate. He was in deep, deep distress and he like many looked to things less than God, to fill the God-shaped hole in his heart. I said to her, when I heard that he was in rehab, I'll pray for him. That's a good thing to do. Absolutely a good thing to do. But it was empty. Oh, I did pray. And prayer does matter. But I didn't know that God really can way that I know now and I believed would be the case when I read Be Healed the encountering the transformative power of the love of Jesus I didn't know I went with great expectation and anticipation on retreat the Camaro was icing on the cake but I got there and was just ten priests. The retreat team was four. And it was just a, a blessed invitation into reflecting on how we had given in to the lies of the evil one that began in the Garden of Eden. The basic message that Dr. Bob Schutz shares in his book, Be Healed, and many of you, if you've come to confession, I've written out a little prescription for you and handed it to you. Count this as a prescription for you and hand it to you. Be healed. In the preface, Father Mark Toops talks about the fact that when people come to confession, they bring typically the same fruits. Maybe they ate too much, or they drank too much, or they binged too much on Netflix, or uh, maybe they looked at inappropriate things, pornography, etc. Or they harbored resentment in their hearts. So time and time again, we, we all are tempted to say, here I come again, my typical sins. And what Father Mark Toops saw with great insight is that that's the bad fruit, right, of our lives. And we hand it to the priest, this mushy little grape and that nasty old banana, right? That's what we give. And the priest takes it and says, go and sin no more. And we have a suspicion in the back of our minds, well, here we go again. Can't wait to get another nasty banana. We don't want it. We want to be free. And what's the key? We need to take, go from the fruits to the roots. What is the root in our heart that is bearing that bad fruit? It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Instead of living out of the tree of life, the one that has the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what we want to live, really. But we're stuck over here. And we need to figure out how we can pluck that tree that's bearing that bad fruit out of our hearts. That's what happened to me. And the nine other priests first day we were invited to reflect in light of the book. They had us reread chapter 7 and to begin to think about the wounds that occurred in our lives, sometimes as children, sometimes more recently. And the way that the evil one works is he, he wounds us and then he gets us to believe lies about ourselves, about other people, about the world, and about God. And from that lie comes actually concomitant with that. Those lies are judgments that we make about ourselves, about others, about the world, and about God. And then we often make inner vows. And I'll, I'll share with an example from my own life. The Lord had done some preparatory work on my 30 day retreat and as I read through Be Healed, this memory, there were probably six or seven, maybe eight, wounds that I remembered from my childhood. This was one when I was 13 or 14. My dad, my uncles, and some other men were standing around and I, longing to be affirmed in my budding manhood, was listening. And then I chimed in. I had read something that really did add to the conversation. Or at least I thought it would. So I I don't know what it was, but I said it. And then my dad said, Oh no, that's not true. <clears throat> he just said it once. But what happened in that say, well, you should toughen up. Hooey. That's what I did. And that was the problem. What did I believe? Several lies. I don't have what it takes. I don't measure up. I'm not man enough those are some lies that I believed what was the inner vow that I made I will never not know again I always have to know the answer I always have to be right and some of you who've talked to me said yeah that's right that's what you think now, that was very functional for much of my life because it is generally speaking better to know than not to know but I was desperate to prove that I was sufficient that I measured up that I had what it took out of my own strength and self-sufficiency it was a root of pride that was born of the wound of rejection there were other ones too and I don't need to go into it but as I gathered with Bob Schutz each of us had two 45 minute times of prayer on a couple of different days and he invited me to go back in my memory to that moment and he said try to experience what you were feeling as a 13 or 14 year old and he asked me and I said I felt that I didn't measure up all those lies that I believed and then I started weeping just this ache to be affirmed then he invited me to invite Jesus into that memory and he asked me what did Jesus say you were right your dad was wrong And tremendous peace came into my heart. And there were four or five others that we prayed through that first session. I went back. He gave me some more things to think about. Judgments that I made against my dad. And and things that I wanted to avoid being like him in, Kind of a rejection. I also had a memory of my mother when I was only three years old. Don't need to get into the details there. but, But the same thing happened in weeping. You might say, Father, I didn't know you were so weepy. I'm not. But brothers and sisters, let me just assure you that the Lord did profound healing through me opening up and seeing how I had sinfully responded to my father's slight. He didn't mean it. My mom didn't mean what she said or what she did at that time. She didn't mean it. But the next day, he had me go back to that experience. And he says, I need to test whether or not the Lord's really healed you. Go back there. What do you feel? And I said, I I feel fine. And I just said, oh, that's dad. And then I went away to spend time with my cousins and my brothers. Had peace, freedom in my heart. And brothers and sisters, I came back from retreat free, freer than I've ever been. I have tasted God's healing power in a way that I never really thought possible. And it was not work the preparatory work, the, the excavating the wounds and the lies, seeing the sin. I didn't have to strive for healing. He just healed me. What did it take? Humility to admit what was going on in my heart and openness to receive what he had for me. And I wasn't the only one. There were nine other priests. And I saw tremendous transformation from beginning to the end of the week. and sisters is for that that each and every one of you would taste his healing power. Some of you as parents might say, you know, I don't know how I've wounded my kids. Well, you have. Don't take it personally, but you have. I've wounded people too. But what I want to do is to encourage you that the Lord can heal your hearts and your sons and daughters' hearts. And he wants to takes for us is to believe and to come before him so my assignment for you is twofold book to get the book be healed and to read through it it takes some work some of you are already working in small groups to do that some might want to do it on your own and then I'd have you reread chapter 7, and then talk to me, and I'll give you some homework, and then we'll pray together. And then see what God will do. Yesterday morning, I talked a little bit more about my retreat. I just can't shut up about it. And uh, as people were coming up to communion, I just just felt like the Lord's heart had just expanded. I felt like the Grinch who stole Christmas. In Whoville they say that the Grinch's little heart grew three sizes that day. And I feel like the Lord's heart, the Father's heart, just wants to swallow you up. Not in a way that, that stifles you, but that embraces you, that gives you hope for this life and the next. And as people came up for communion, I just felt, Lord wants to heal you and the Lord wants to heal you and the Lord wants to heal you because he does and some of you believe I'm fine and let me say with all confidence no you're not you may be functional and I'll just tell you that I think my life was very functional but it wasn't joyful it wasn't free It wasn't truly loving. It was about me proving that I mattered, that my life was worth living. I don't have to prove anything. I just have to let him love me and you through me. That's your call too. The second assignment, invitation, is to come Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night to the parish ignition. It's going to be an invitation into greater trust of God, emptying our sin, letting the Lord fill us with his heart of love, and then to overflow. And on Thursday evening, we're going to ask the Lord to heal. Heal, yes, at the level of the heart, but also at the level of the body. Will you please prayerfully consider coming? I really don't think there's any better place to be then here, this Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Come and see what God will do. And pray for me, that the Lord would indeed seal these graces and bear fruit that lasts. Amen. Perhaps in some of your hearts there was a doubt. Not for me. For Father, yes. For those priests, yes. You need to just reject those lies. As the evil one wanting to prevent you from having real peace and freedom. Some of you might have a blockage in your heart for a variety of reasons. Lord wants to free you from those too. And by uh, my yes and others who have prepared to help you, we can help you let that blockage melt away. Maybe you long for healing. Come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. As the of fire is here with the monstrance on top come and touch the hem of his garment with faith he wants more for you more no 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 no. yeah yeah for you the one who's saying will he stop now no I can't Last night I said, you might poo-poo what I'm saying. Well, poo-poo to you.
2: <laughs>
3: no, I, I say that. And I just want you to know that I met with my mom and my dad on Friday night, took them out to dinner, and I shared with them what God had done. And you know what I want for them? I don't want them to ask me for anything. They didn't do anything that they meant to. What I want for them is healing. That's my prayer for you, too. The Lord be with you. <laughs> Almighty God bless you the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thank you. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle.
0: What an amazing an amazing uh, homily by Father Steve Matson. He sent that to us the weekend prior to our conducting the three-night parish ignition. And those of you who are familiar with that know that each of the nights we take up one of these movements of Christ, empty, fill, and overflow. We awaken to our very nature, Imago Dei, made in the image of God. We discover in our own crucible of struggles and suffering that God allows that to be an occasion of deeper intimacy with Himself. So, Father spoke of this the weekend prior to our three-night parish ignition, as we call it. And uh, each night consists. There's a youth track and an adult track uh, each night, again, corresponding to those themes. And it ends each night with an Ignite-type experience, Adoration Before the Burning Bush. Um, Very, very powerful. And on that third night, as Father alluded to, we've been doing this for the last two. The last time we did this was at uh, Holy Trinity with Father Dandran. And how powerful for the priest, the father, the pastor of the parish to invite the parishioners forward to gather around Jesus. Uh, And around this burning bush, this pyramidical structure with all of our candles corresponding to our lives, illuminating Jesus. And to lead us in prayer for one another in very specific ways of healing. Steph, I, you know, I was tearful when Father Dan Duran led this at mm-hmm. Holy Trinity and the real miracles, truly, of heart, mind, body, and soul that took place there. And uh, certainly, what was your experience? Share with uh, maybe our listeners a little bit about what took place on that third night at uh, Church of the Resurrection on the third night of Parish Ignition.
1: Well, it was a. we were blessed to have a, 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 quite a filled church. Um, Not that it's about numbers, but to see that for that parish who desired, you know, to go deeper. And so as they all, you know, came closer to our Lord in the Eucharist around the burning bush and to see father Matson very similarly as you had pointed out to father dan duran as the father like they both have and many other priests too but speaking of those two in this circumstance just a true heart of a father that mm-hmm. priestly father's heart and and believing in the power of the priesthood and believing in the power of healing that we have all been given by virtue of our baptism. Um, and, and just to call upon, uh, you know, the different ways that we need healing of, whether it's spiritual stuff or physical stuff or whatever it was, but very, very, very powerful. It's, it's hard to put into words if you haven't experienced it. And, you know, you certainly people, there were those who were much more like excited to come forward, those who were a little tepid, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but trusting in their pastor and knowing where his heart is at and so just to, to have people laying hands on each other and unified in such an amazing way with the eucharist which is powerful
0: especially preceded by the two nights where uh, the image of a niagara falls of grace that god wants to flood us with and i just want to say that to you right now listening right now anybody right now that needs to hear this god desires to be a niagara falls of healing transforming strengthening grace in your life he wants to flood you and me with this grace all the time. And often what's missing is not that he's not doing it, he is. Pour forth your grace, pray that all you want, and we need to, but he's always doing it. Maybe it's what's in the way? What's the debris? What's the junk? What's the stuff that we need to identify to get out of the way so we can uh, be emptied and filled with that grace? And Father, of course, Steve spoke of that in this Be Healed book. Again, I encourage you to join us in getting this book and reading it. Um, and in fact, any anybody uh, uh, who really wants this for your parish if you want to experience this grace of God alive more fully the sacraments are there he's there but to experience and maybe open our hearts and minds more to receive it and to unite us in receiving it and to recognize the great adventure that faith ought to be more than just an hour on Sunday or church activity but we're flowing into our marriages and families if that's speaking to you right now contact us at massimpact.us because it is such a tremendous privilege and grace to be journeying with people and to see these parishes alive more fully alive in that way
1: you know i think so often we as catholics settle for so much less we just settle you know with very good things but the lord desires to give us even greater things and i think listening to father steve i was reminding reminded of that again you know when he, he used the words, you know, joyful, free, more loving, like all those things, like, yeah, kind of, sort of. But like his, you couldn't miss it in his voice, that joyful, deep mm-hmm. desire that he wanted those who were listening to Get like no, God desires so much more, He desires to heal you, He desires for you not just to you know buck up and you know endure, but he wants to get in there with you and free you in so many ways and and just be truly present and for us to be truly opened and um. Just that urgency, and even you know when he talked about um, the unfortunate incident of the the loss of the parishioner mm-hmm, at their parish, mm-hmm. and you know how he said he'd pray for him and saw him, and um, and those are all good things and important things, and we need to pray for people and we need to pray for our own circumstances. But whatever is the Lord asking us to go deeper, mm-hmm. to truly be open to that grace, and you know not. For it just to be a checklist thing, but to do we really want it? Do we really believe what he has told us and what he has promised us? Do we really mm-hmm. um, desire? that life in him to be able to live with that joy and that love and that freedom
0: Amen quick announcement uh, so again encourage you massimpact.us forward slash app if you want to get the app invite your family and or your group into receiving God's grace he wants to flood us with it just commit yourself to doing it 45 minutes this week there's, there's no greater other than mass uh, way of living this out um, God's grace alive tomorrow Tomorrow night I want to invite you my wife didn't want me to do this but I'm going to um, she is speaking at St. Jerome Parish Hall to the gift gals in faith together is that acronym gift gals in faith together at 7 p.m. it's for women and uh, she's been prayerfully um, considering her message to this group and I know it's going to be a really wonderful anointed time with women and there is child care available that night so again tomorrow night St. Jerome in Wallbridge Parish Hall 7 p.m. With no further ado, we're going to go into our prayer time, and as much as we can, lift up these intentions that people post on Facebook. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. With Melania, we pray for her personal intentions and thanks of God. With Deborah, we pray for a special intention, and uh, for all of us, of course. For Jean, we pray for her family and uh, loved ones, and especially her work. For Marianne, we pray for babies Declan and Lucas. For Marie, we pray for peace and for all those who are suffering. With Natalie, we pray her special intention for one of her siblings. For Laura, we pray for a huge improvement in her ability to endure. Yes, Lord. With Jean, we pray uh, for Cody, her mom, an unspoken request and uh, her son, who starts his job today. And uh, thanks for all the prayers, yes.
1: Lord, we unite our prayers with Mary for her uh, intention of family, friends, and enemies. For Lincoln, who prays for Jacob, Mallory, Noah,
0: and Janelle. For Stephen, we pray um, interviews with the Board of Ordinary Ministry today and tomorrow. We pray with Donna, her special needs. We pray with Mary Beth. For a friend who's expecting and needs emergency housing. For Francis, we pray um, for an apartment need. For Cindy, pray for grown children to come back to their faith.
1: For Candy's brother Bob who has cancer, we just ask your healing hand upon him, Lord. For Sharon's intentions for health and healing for Glenn, Charlie, Max, Marge, and herself. And for strength, support, and healing, and an abundance of grace for Mary. We
0: join Gwen in praying for a problem in her parish that needs to be resolved. With Debbie, we pray for God to guide them during a difficult time and trusting in Jesus' care. With Stacy, we pray for her dad, Carl. He's having trouble swallowing. For Malia, we pray uh, for a new endeavor, um, something important and intimidating that, God, you flood her with grace. For Peggy's prayer for Glenn, uh, Robert, we lift up Father Jerry Novakowski in the hospital, indeed, outpouring of healing and grace for this beautiful priest in our diocese. Robert's prayer for the Men's Crescio weekend this coming uh, Thursday through Sunday.
1: For the Women's Chirp this weekend, also at Christ the King, we just ask that it be a powerful experience. For Sharon Bragg's mother, as she struggles to be healed. For Brenda's intentions for Mark, Daryl, and Hank.
0: For all of these dozens of prayers, Lord, you know their needs and the needs of those in our audience right now. We just lift them up to you with confidence. Make us aware of your profound love and grace. Show us these, these roadblocks, the debris in our way, that we renounce it and experience you all the more alive in us help us to be your instruments to others tonight especially in our homes we ask this in your holy name through Christ our Lord amen Amen. God bless you